Let's give him a round of applause, Mr. Jay Francis. Yeah. Right here on the mission. That's right. Here we go. All right. Thank you for coming in, sir. Swerve. Hey, here we it's are. Pleasure. It's pleasure. I know it's been a minute. Uh, patience pays off. Patience is a virtue. Dealing with old people can be problematic it sometimes. Be, I appreciate yeah. you and your patience. Um, I've just recently been, been playing your record, which is incredible. Awesome. Thank you very much. We appreciate start there. It. I didn't even really know. Um, we can get to the whole situation and break it all down. But, you know, I never really know who's R&B, who's hip-hop. And nobody, it's not usually clear to me, um, but, you know, I got the record and, man, I was just blown away. Yeah, man. It's Thank just you. a classic R&B sounding record, man. Yeah, that's what I want to bring back. It's like the classic R&B, the 90s, you know, right. early 2000s. Right, right. Which, I, you know, I grew up through it. That was what I fell in love with. Back when I was a simp, that's what I used to, yep. you know, listen to <laughs> it and, and sing as girls were rejecting me left and right, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and, um, man, the classic R&B sound, which... Um, uh, is really heartfelt to me. Really, you know, when you talk about 90s, whether it's Guy, New Edition, yeah. or you move up and later on to other acts, um, you know, I just love classic sounding hip hop, uh, R&B. R&B, I must admit, over the last 10 or 15 years, has kind of lost a lot. It has. For me. It has. Do you feel that way too as an a- actual R&B artist? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because, you, you, like you said, you, you, you went from... You know, the decades where you had the new editions, Blackstreet, uh, Next, uh, Tevin Campbell, those guys. And then, you, you know, coming, you know, more mid 2000, 2010, you, have, you know, the Chris Brown. Who's Trey responsible Thomas. for making R&B crazy? Like, and when I say crazy, a lot of R&B records, I don't even, even though they don't have cusses in them, I don't even like feel comfortable playing them at weddings or family events because mm. the content yeah. is so raunchy, even if they don't use curse words. Yeah. And I'm an older guy, so I feel bad when young kids are exposed. To th- I don't, I don't want to be the one to expose them, put it that way. Yeah. So where did, where did R&B go left with that, with all that? Where, did, when did it happen? Where did, where did we go wrong? I mean, I mean, you can you can pinpoint it anywhere, um, but mainly is when Thong Song was a little raunchy. Thong's Thong's. I mean, it was it was raunchy, but it was you know it was it was it was it was good for that you know for that type you know that time of music. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cisco brought you know he was already out there and then you know brought that in there. But I think it was like more when you know the I'll say trap soul. Okay. Trap Soul came okay. out because, you know, you have Chris it Brown. It seemed like Trey R&B songs. guys started taking rapper opinions yeah. and applying it to the to the R&B music. Yeah. And Trey Songs can be guilty of that, but then he also bounces back with, like, really no, he, R&B. He, like, no, he has hella good music. He'll jump off into that rapper shit, but he, like, he, he, he definitely jumps back into a hard R&B vibe, yeah. as yeah. does Chris Brown as well. But, uh... To, they're, they're not the guys I think of when I point to that. And to be honest, I don't know who I pinpoint this problem. Yeah, with, it's, 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 so, it's so many that you can – I can't pinpoint too many because it's like so much that was happening over – I'll say in, in the last couple – not decade, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the rap, rap R&B, you know, trap R&B, it, it, you know, it, it, it took the, the love out of R&B. 
to make it more right. street. It got hard. It got yeah, street. Yeah, it, it got, got street. Non-caring. So, it's almost like R&B didn't care about didn't women. Ca- exactly. Like, well, it just got it was, weird to the people. You know, and nothing clarified this more to me than watching the Isley Brothers work. You know, I'm an old man, so yeah. I really appreciated the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And uh, my brother frequently says that they haven't even made a real love song since the 70s. Since you know, the 70s. Like, yeah. You know, and so when you put it in perspective and listen to some of this older music that, that the fellas kind of came from a sweeter space I, yeah. that doesn't, I don't know if that sounds right but a, a, more, ro- a more romantic <laughs> Romo- a, more, yeah. a more caring about women space you yeah know? they had a they had, um, back then it was like women you know it was you know, definitely queens. women were put on a pedestal oh, right definitely, definitely pedestal. women were to be worshipped mm-hmm. uh, still cheated on Still cheated. Still cheated on, Still but cheated. but on the way but, to being cheated on, treated much better exactly. before that happened, and cheated on with usually with more care and respect than, <laughs> yeah. than nowadays. Yeah. Uh, who got you into? Where does you know? It sounds like a dumb question. I mean, especially me. You know, uh, who who started your journey into music? Like, who? Where do you first remember hearing music, and then what what made you want to take it serious? Serious. Well, the first the first that I actually heard in music. Like really, just really hurt. It was my dad. Um, he had a band back back when I was growing up, and well, before, before I was born. Okay. And um, he had a band. Father and, in music. That's big. Yeah, yeah, he had a band and whatnot. He was traveling one night, and then going to the studio with him one one night, and just hearing the sounds of the drums and the and the guitars and the bass with the piano, and then him, you know, behind the vocals. It was more like, yo, I I want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I need to do that. And then watching, watching band, you know, you know, watching like the Gap Band back in the day, the Temptations, uh, New Edition. Me growing up, the Black Street, it was like, well, I, I, want, I really want to do that. So mm-hmm. let me go. Let me. What, what can I do? What kind of sound I can do with that? So first songs I've been singing was Black Street, and I had their entire their, their entire album, and Usher, you know, you know, back, you know, back then as well. So I mean, there's. There's a, there's quite a few. I, I'm, I'm in love in music. Uh, I love all type of music, but it was really more my dad who really just pushed it for me. What um there's a big uh well what, what okay what what so I guess your dad would be the intro to music and yeah. your inspiration for taking it seriously because you saw him as a working musician. Yeah, which for a lot of people who just come in under the DJ or hip hop side, sometimes it's hard to see regular people making money in music yeah for my parents especially hollywood the music business it was all a fantasy yeah like they had no idea of how people got involved the jobs around the business how you actually make money without being a superstar you know they just didn't have any of that knowledge so i think i appreciate your dad for one being a great role model and then being there for you but just to you know, because you, so much of a head start when you see that you can make money being a musician, even if you're not Luther Vandross right. or Prince yeah. or, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, you speak of him as he was he the leader of the band. He was lead singer of the band. Oh, yeah. he was lead singer. Lead because singer of the band. keeping a band together, running the business of a band, being the front man of a band, you know, whatever those things he did, you know, it's it's, it's all tough. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Um and I've had friends that have been involved in bands, mm-hmm. and uh, one friend especially, Reggie, has always been a band leader, been the lead singer, and, and he's always made a lot of money doing it. But um, people don't realize that mm. you can make good money being a musician outside of the, yeah. the you know, the business in itself. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk in the city. Uh, 
Network's blowing up the chat and still on this vocals versus main vocals versus yeah. no main vocals. Now, That's the campaign, yeah. they're applying it to rappers. Mm. Um, I think there certainly are different standards when it comes to R&B and pop music, although we all appreciate someone who can sing, as yeah. it were, sang, as opposed yeah. to someone who just sings. Sings, yeah. And that's that's big. That's big because you don't you know you have you have a lot of singers, a lot of singers you know go behind a beat um, and sing and then let the engineer do what they do to make it sound right. good. Right. But then you have someone you know you don't hear you don't hear you don't hear a lot of singers that you know just go in tear it up and then also do it on stage as well before right. the, the music even drops. Right. So that's that's I would say if anything that'll be the difference that'll be the the main vocals versus vocals in R and B who who sings and who just sings is it is it okay and when you go to watch an R and B act whether they're uh, indie local or large is it acceptable uh, is it unacceptable if they're basically just singing to their own tracks I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it is unacceptable it's more so. It's how you present yourself on stage while doing it, because, like I said, there's a lot of singers out there that will go in there, go on stage, and just you know karaoke their own music, right? To where you know they're following the the, the whole steps when they went in the, they went in the studio, record it, and they go on stage and do the exact same thing. To where a singer they, they can have they can have their own thing on on you know on, on stage, and but they're doing you know their runs. Um, is, it, is it becoming a thing of the past? The, the singers, the people that really sing—is that becoming a thing of the it's, past? It's becoming a thing of the past. You don't really hear too—you don't really hear too many singers. Keith Sweat made a lot of money. Keith Sweat is a goat. Keith Sweat is an R and B goat. He made <laughs> a lot of money. Goat. He's not necessarily the best singer in the no, world. No, he's not. Not. I know. You know, he's not. But that was a big thing for us back then. Yeah. You know, people, yeah. people especially after you went and see him live, people realize that Keith Sweat may not be the best. But he, it's what he did on stage. live performance. But he, I mean, but I mean, not the best singer, but he was a great performer. Great performer. And he had great songs. Yeah, he had mad songs. I can count on my hands and not on my hands. He has just multiple, multiple, multiple albums to where it was number ones. And yeah, it was he. Like I said, like you said, he wasn't a good singer. He wasn't. A, he he could sing. No lie, he could sing. However. When he got on stage, it was a stage present. And how he presented himself on stage when he was doing his music, it was like, oh damn. All have right, we so for, have we forgotten it, in all the hubbub over R. Kelly? Have we? For, how y'all doing? We we'll get y'all in in a little bit. Thank you. Y'all welcome to hang out. Have you? Uh, with all the hubbub over R. Kelly, have we forgotten that Keith Sweat had a song that said, "You may be young, but you're ready." I think for I think, <laughs> they forgot, and that was the hook. They forgot, <laughs> and I used to sing that shit, but I was young yeah, when that shit was know. out, so it didn't matter. <laughs> I wasn't. Didn't know. I wasn't molesting anybody. I was 16. She was 16. We were straight. <laughs> right, and that means and, that and, came on and was yeah, singing right I was. Cool. I was definitely not ready. Mm. I was definitely not ready. Right. Uh, Everybody was more ready than me. I was new to the game. What um what what do you what is your process like in the studio when you're maybe before you go in that day? Uh, you know, everybody has different process. Mm. Uh some drink some wine. The R and B guys usually have maybe a little different process than the rap guys. What's your talk about your process when you're recording? Well, when I record it's more so I I like to well, if I already have like the music, the music's already sent to me. Um I go ahead and ch you know channel it and see what what type of feel it gives. It's more so the the feeling of uh, the producer, I would say, okay. what what they felt at that time when they was making the when they was making it. 
in which I want to train, you know, try to channel that okay. into my writing. So when I hear the music, I'm like, okay. And then sometimes I even ask if we're in the studio and we're like making the music right there. It's like, well, what kind of feel you want to do? And we just collab on that. And it's okay. like trying, you know, the process. You know, yeah, the process on it is like, hey, let's let's make this type of feel. Let's take some, take it back one time, and then you know, put that in the writing and just lay it down. You know, you don't have to, you don't have, you don't have too many that was like, all right, I'm just write it, write it, write it, write it, write it. Have a bunch of poems and then go to to a beat. You right, know? So right. I like I like to have the beat there. You like to write to the music. We write to the music and then go go right in because the engineers sometimes you know give some good good input good input. On the style of what you you know what you hear and what they're trying to put down on the record, so you write your own music. I write my music. Yeah, you write your own music. That's a big thing. Very important these days. Yeah. Um, so you write songs. Have you ever written songs for somebody else besides you? Um, I've written a couple songs. Um, you know, for for other folks, um, hooks and whatnot. You know, full the beauty songs. of being a songwriter is that if it doesn't work out for you as an artist, you can always write and sell songs. Exactly. Not that it's not going to work out for you. I don't mean that, but it, it's you know, it's it's making a way to make money yeah. in a business that is very competitive and very hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, are we missing a John B? Do we need a John B in the game? We, we haven't had a John B. We haven't B in had a, a John B. We need a John B. John B. John B. Another goat. You know, I love his music as well. You don't. Are you familiar with one one fella called Spooky Black? Spooky Black. <laughs> <laughs> to the world looking for the next John B. I offer Spooky Black. I believe Spooky, Spooky has Black. retired. I haven't seen anything from Spooky in a minute, but he had a wave for a hot second. Yeah, he did. That's a joke. But um, <laughs> uh, is it? Is it that is it that white artists go straight to pop music now and don't even waste time stopping in R and B? I feel and that sounds it, bad. But it, it sounds bad, but it, it's it's was like Justin a, Bieber ever R and B? Bieber was an R and B. He went straight to pop. He went right. straight to pop, even though he had you know the mentor of Usher. Yeah, and you know behind behind him, heavy. It was you know he, if you can go pop, is the goal to go pop? That's it's the, the goal, big playground, right? The That's the pop. Super Bowl. That's yeah. the big deal. That's the deal. If you can if you can do pop, you're gonna do pop. And, I mean, and you know, God bless a lot of artists. You don't have to be necessarily a cute little white guy anymore nah, to go pop. A lot no. of people can go pop. You can, you can the have, world's you can wide have open. Big hoop earrings, big hoops, earlobes, and yeah. you know, a, nose a, a big song is all you really need. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think as an R and B guy? What do you think about the new collaboration between? Um, uh, watch me, watch me not remember the names now. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bruno and uh, the Soul something, uh, Oh, Silk Sonic Silk Sonic, that's yes. what I'm thinking of yes. Anderson Pack and Bruno and Mars Bruno. I love it Two guys that are kind of on the fringe, kind of coming together On the fringe, yeah, Anderson Pack, You know, his style of music You know, I like a lot of his records A lot of his records, I love Sometimes it. sounds like he's screaming and wild shit But I yeah. like a lot of his records It's just different though like, It's different, yeah, it's, way, it's, way it's real different, different. And different. you have Bruno, you know, who has you know a soulful singer He can sing, he's another yeah. singer yeah. And you know, putting them together Well, I'm glad he is one, I'm glad you told me that Because yeah. I didn't know that, it's nice to know that some still exist Yes, yes, Bruno, if, his live music Yeah, you can tell just by going Going live, him him going live, and, you know you could tell the difference between a singer and a singer when they could just you know blow. Hey, I don't need this microphone, and just just blow it, blow it, blow it, and then the singer does you know all up in the music, all up in the mic, you know right. here, 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 here. You know their style of music, not yeah, clash, that's how, but that's how I sing way up here in the mic, right, right up yeah. in there. So I go high. <laughs> yeah. high. I can just breathe that shit. That's all I can do. I'm not a singer. I've always admired singers. I've always wanted to sing. Uh, when I was in college. 
the leader of the choir uh, was a gay black man with a jerry curl. Uh, I don't know that he's gay. It's just a hard guess. My gaydar is pretty on point. Yeah. Um, I w- one day I went to him to inquire. To, mm-hmm. I would like to learn how to sing. Uh, and this shows I'm not classically handsome because if he was gay and I was classically <laughs> handsome, he would have taught me he how to sing. sing. He literally looked me in the face like, "What are you talking about? Get out!" You know, the, I don't know. He, he acted like I spoke some different language. He acted <laughs> like he didn't know what I was talking about. So I left and never to be a singer. I've always admired singers. Mm. Uh, the ability to get up and really sing in front of a group of people is awe-inspiring. Yeah. I think it's incredible. And That's- I think most people regard it as such. So if you have that ability, I'm very honored to know you and, and, and deal with you because that's a, that is something that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. And, and like we were talking about with Miss 360, music gives a lot of us a lot of joy. It does. And if you can create that joy simply out of your mouth, by singing a good song, then mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing. So I yeah, really appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just it's the feeling that you get just you know hearing someone with a great voice is like um, it, it is awe inspiring. And then if, if in front of a group of people, it's like, whoa, did he really just do that? Mm-hmm. You know, even see, a, a, a singer singing "Happy Birthday" will get a person you know out their feet to be yes. like, yes, my birthday was the best birthday ever because this person sang to me. There's a science to certain chords and notes feeling joyful and certain chords and notes mm-hmm. uh, bringing sadness. And it really, anybody that's watched a movie that's been scored correctly, you really know the music adds to a mood. It, it can damn near break your heart sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just to be able to create that is a wonderful thing. And as a rapper, I've always, you know, it's, it's like nowadays singers want to rap, rappers want to sing, yeah. and everybody wants to play basketball and vice versa and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all want to do what the other man's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you said you uh, you said your father was in a band and and you really looked up to nineties R and B, which I would think would be his his experience or his uh, his uh, influence on you. Um, who do you like in today's R and B world? Today's R&B, help an old player out. Today's R and B. Um, I, I play R and B parties and sometimes I get lost. I mean, I help still me. I still like I still like Chris Brown. Some of his music is, is is still up there. You know, he's still. It's still able to give a give a good R and B song, you know, without mm-hmm. without the bitches and the hoes and all that. Yeah, you know, he's still he's still able to give that feeling on that. Um, I'm still I'm still I'm still I can say an old cat. I still listen to Tyrese. Okay, um, music soul. Child. God bless you. I'm sure that would make Tyrese very happy. Yeah, music soul child. Uh, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you for want Jay from Classic me? to listen to your record? It's I got happening. you. Ty, I got don't you. Worry about it, huh? I got you. Don't worry Reese. about it. Black Tie or whatever the rapper name was. <laughs> I think I think Tyrese and Garth Brooks ought to do a record together because I mean, it would be some. They good. both tried to have ulterior personalities, so they yeah. could do a record together and it could be a force. <laughs> you know, it'd be some. It'd be something right there. Um, well, it sounds like you're on point with with what I'm listening to. Like what about um, her? Do you like her? Her, she has she's some a, of the newer she has artists. A be- she has a beautiful voice. Um, I like just her 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 style of writing is incredible. When she came out, she came out, she blew up with the with the EP. It was a couple mm-hmm. of five mm-hmm. tracks, and it was they were all dope. Yep. They were all dope. And I it, got turned on to her from Joe Budden. Is the only way I'm I'm not washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it just bringing you know hearing her music is like wow. I was like. It was inspiring. It's, it's, it's inspiring. You know, mm-hmm. you can't. She came from. She came from. You know, just like us out here trying to grind, and she made an EP that everybody enjoyed. It's loved that, and then, you know, the, her style of music, her voice, is just makes it even more. It gives like a. Mm-hmm. It's like a mix of uh, Tony Braxton and uh, I would say even even Brandy. 
mixed in there because okay. her voice is yeah, is, yeah. Is stylish, yeah, real stylish. You you still go under the name Briefcase Music? Yes, I still I still go under. So briefcase. you are still Briefcase I'm Music? I'm still Briefcase. We are linked with LMG. Okay, to where I see we, you've been working with. Dare yeah. I say Tommy? No, <laughs> Mr. Network. I see you've been Mr. I, Network. I see you've been working hard with Mr. Network, mm. and um, and uh, so LMG is is family. I got a lot of love for what he was doing before Wings and mm. Wings, all of that together. Yeah, I got a lot of love for what he does for the community. Uh, Mr. Network is a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And am I right in saying that we are hosting the seventh annual? You are white and gold AZMT anniversary party. Yes, you're, we are. Yeah, and we'll be live or there. It's Saturday morning, but it's 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 going to be a live event. I've yeah. already ordered my outfit. I'm gonna post it. So if you copy my outfit, then you copy because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna be a big event it always is with yeah. azmt that's the 29th me and you will be hosting that event we together host and i appreciate you hosting it with me uh i think we'll be a great team and that'll give me time to do some extracurricular activities and run around and do some things in between hosting oh absolutely um you um you at, at one point uh, when, now, when you promote yourself, you promote yourself as J Classic. Yes. Or brief. Oh, okay, so briefcase music is like the team or the or the is the is the is the, is the, the movement behind the, movement. the artists. Right, right. Right. Okay. At one point, uh, our, our icon, my respect, the underground affiliate, Muzzy, mm. was he not briefcase music at as well? At one point, yes, he was. You guys worked together at one point. Yes, we did. And you now lo- no longer do that. Yes, yes, we have part ways. You parted ways. We part ways. Is it all love? Just different it's, two ships going in different directions? It's that all, kind it's, of thing. I, I, I respect the man. You know, yeah. It's like I said, you know, he had he had a different vision of what we were trying to do, and. You know, it was all love. You know, much respect to him and his music, whatnot. I played, I played his record lately as well. I like to play Arizona artists. Okay, so it's all love. It's no problems. It's just no, no, no decided to do different things. Right. Okay. Okay. It's easy. I just thought we'd address it since, um, since people were aware that y'all, I, even me, hardly paying attention as I do. I was aware y'all were a team. Right. Um, what do you have as far as next goals? Next goals. Um. I'm looking. I'm looking to complete my EP, per, my personal EP, and then uh, start working on the album here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Get knock out some features or whatnot that's going down. Uh, yeah, just trying to get you know trying to make the name J Classic a household name for everybody. Cool. cool. You know? I think J Clax is a good name for the type of music you're putting out. What? Um, where do you record at? Um, I've recently recorded. Um, it was, it was here, but also uh, recently recorded at Mr. Fonz. Fonz really, Fonz really proud okay. of him. Okay, Numenaris. Fonz uh, is a good guy. He's a, he's, of the show. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He actually um, mixed and mastered and recorded that record for me. That you okay. Got. Okay. All right. Well, all that is good times. Is it? I'm going to uh, fiddle around here and and find said record. Is there anything that we haven't spoke about you would like to touch on? Yeah, man. Um, Tell me something. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. One thing that's going on that we got you know something majorly is um, um, music make fashion we have coming out in Arizona okay you know, a couple of affiliates is going down and it's um, uh, this whole fashion week of music and fashion show uh, right coming to Arizona back in June June 4th and 5th June 4th and 5th June 4th and a fashion 5th. show it's, it's a two day event two day event uh, there's going to be mini car show music concert fashion show 
you know, offer all ages, and it's gonna it's gonna crack. What part of town? Where is this at? This is gonna be out in Glendale. Okay, the first time. Uh, everything happens in Glendale. Everything Glendale. happens. Everything happens Phoenix, in Glendale. Glendale. Yeah. You know, it's been a spot. You know, they have you know good people, good you know good artists, good people, good vibes. Um, it's gonna be at uh, Stratus. The first the first night is gonna be a Stratus okay. nightclub, and then also it's gonna be a Desert Rose. Alan Glendale, so it's, it's going to be a big, big event uh, for a lot of you know upcoming artists, upcoming entrepreneurs, um, fashion models, uh, people who do clothing, things. Another like that. whole lane for all of y'all mm-hmm. out there. I know Miss Opportunity is kind of in touch with this world, so I'll reach out to her. But for everybody in touch with the modeling, with the creating clothes, with the retailing of clothes, with the branding of of, of clothes, and and everything that goes along with fashion, you know, I'm sure makeup. Uh, you know, uh, uh, accessories, watches, bangles, earrings, all these things become mm-hmm. involved when you activate this section. So anybody out there listening, please get involved with this, uh, with this thing that's gonna, it's gonna go on. Yeah. If you want any more information on it, go ahead and check out music, musicmakefashion.com. Okay. You get all your information there. You can also register if you are so, if you are a model, if you are an entrepreneur, clothing designer, things like that, you better go ahead and register and get with it. Okay, it sounds good. While we get out of here, we're going to listen to All Night from Jay Classic. I thank yeah. you so much for coming in, man. I appreciate hey, it. There's much left to you, swear. Hey, I, I, talk, I, I like talking. I can talk a lot, and I can talk to you, <laughs> you a lot. We got day. a lot more to talk about. We're going to dig up some beef with you and Muzzy. But other than that, we're going to keep <laughs> it moving right here with All Night. Yeah. On Respect the Underground and Radio <laughs> Icon. One Radio. love. Let's go. Coming up. Yeah. We got BBE. Coming up, hold tight. Tonight's not gonna be like any other night. Like you ever had before. You will not be real special. You will not be romantic. What it will be is me and you getting down. Oh, yeah. Tonight's gonna be one of those occasions. We wishing this can happen daily. So you can have it all. Classic all night, right here on Respect the Underground, Worldwide Radio, Icon Radio, home of quality, independent music. You're rocking with Spur 36, old granddad, Dan, rather smoke weed, Walter Cronwright, Big Butch the Lesbian, Lee X the Theater, here at the lovely HKS Studios, Glendale Ave, Phoenix, Arizona. We got a whole lot of, we got a whole lot of whole lot of show left we're glad y'all tapping and everybody tapping and tune in we're gonna mellow out the smooth sounds of jay classic right there be on the lookout for jay classic's ep coming soon 
full album before the end of the year. I'm convinced. I'm convinced he's gonna get it done. Let's give it up right now for BBE's very own Do Greasem, the man with the camera that catches the live events right in the parking lot, wherever you're at. Be careful if you're late. You might catch it on camera and make an event out of it. Hey, oh yeah, hold on. Let me turn your mic on. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Good. Good, good, good. Dude, can I call you dude for short? Everybody else does. Dude. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you are the gentleman, we'll get to it, that uh, that caught the footage. Indeed. Out here the night, we had some discrepancies with time Indeed. between the Certified Savage show and, uh, and, and certain artists. And uh, it didn't get done in studio, so you showed up with a camera and got it done in the parking lot. And we covered that on the news. I appreciate you because it, it might not have happened at all if it hadn't been for you. So I thank you. Yeah, yeah, I had to. <laughs> I mean, you had to. Whose idea was it? When it was, was it who's? Did someone tell you that maybe you should get this, or did it come into your mind? Or whose idea was it to start Look, filming? I heard face off. Fuck it, let's just do it right here. Right. And I start recording. Okay, there it is. You know, sometimes recording. things happen organically. It did. And we can't, like, hold that against anybody. Things happen organically, things just happen. And it's good that it was caught. Uh, it's good that people got to see what happened because I thought it was interesting. Uh, certainly enough to cover it for the news. We, we did a news oh, yeah. story on it. And, uh, you know, media, artists, artists, media, everybody's known to be late <laughs> in what sometimes. So, and when two lates come together or when, when a late gets drastic, sometimes it's a bad outcome, but we hope for the best. So, I'm glad you were there to cover that and we covered you covering that. So, thank you for that. Where, um, how, where does hip hop enter Dude's life? Where does Dude come across hip hop at? Hip hop has always been a part of my life. I figure you're the younger always. generation. It was there always. when you were born. Oh, yeah. You probably don't even remember when a family member or a certain person turned you on to hip hop. Actually, I do. Like okay, I said, what it's was always that been a part of my my uncle. My blood uncle is Johnny P from Do or Die. Okay, so incredible. I grew up All right, nice to know. Twister okay. and Do or Die in the, in the mid '90s when they was blowing up. Are you from the Midwest? Campaign. I'm from Chicago. You're from Chicago, Chicago, West yeah. Side of Chicago, the real side. Is that the right part? Oh yeah, that's the best side. That's the best side. That's you what know, they say. The best right. Okay. <laughs> And so you're early on. You have family that is that are making hip hop records yeah. in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was on the East Coast, we certainly knew of Do or Die. Oh yeah, you know, rap a lot, Interscope. Right. So I've sure. always been around it. Sure. Okay. Always. And so I wanted to rap. You okay. know, For a while, from a kid on up to my teenage years, I always was rapping. Okay. Understood. And then one day I just gave it up and said, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I understand that part of it as well. It happens. Yeah. You couldn't get me to rap a sandwich right now. I'm so done with rapping. <laughs> I don't want to rap nothing. People reach out. I think Emerge McVeigh wants to battle me on the download, but he's Merge? gonna stay on the download by himself because I'm not battling nobody. Emerge <laughs> is nice. Did you like how I called him download right there? That was slick. I, I like slick talk. But uh, it's too, it makes my head hurt to write it. I'd rather just watch it at this point. Uh, and that's what it was for rapping with me. Rapping made my head hurt. It was like a jigsaw puzzle every time. Sometimes it would come easy, but most of the time it was like a jigsaw puzzle. For me, it always came easy. Oh, my wow. issue was the, the social part of it. Getting, okay. getting in front of people, in front of crowds. I don't do well with crowds. I don't, I don't like a bunch of people in my face all sure. the time. Unless I have to, unless it's sure. business, but... If there's money to be made, it's different. If there's money to be made, you know, they indeed. at one time they said get in front of a crowd and speaking. People feared that more than death. Yeah. In a survey, so it's it's not something that a lot of people do easily. So you shouldn't feel bad about it. And is you know, as I got older in rap, 
you know, it seemed like after 50 you had to get shot to rap. Nowadays, it seems like you damn near got to die to rap. And I'm just not that devoted. I'm not that dedicated. I'm, I'm not going to die for rap. I'm not going to die to rap, you know. And I'd be damned if one of mine do the same. So I see you got the Dubs Up shirt on. Dubs Matching up. my Dubs look, Up hat as we're celebrating Timberwolf Lee's album release, right? Indeed, indeed. So look, okay. one thing I've been doing, Tell and me I'm about making it. a point. Okay. Anybody that's out there that has local brand clothing, I made a, a, a vow to myself, and I made it a point to buy no more uh, major name brand okay. clothing. Only supporting my dudes. So that's all, a beautiful fact. All year long, you're going to see me with... BKNG, Max Out, my, you know what I mean? S- somebody who I right. know personally, I'm buying clothing off them. Okay. Now, you I can see me with some name brand kicks. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> ain't nobody making kicks yet. You know, ain't no Arizona kicks. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, I don't know. You got to check out uh, no. certified self. Yeah? Yeah, certified, yeah. Certified okay, so you might oh, okay. be putting us on Maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. There, there's, I, I, did meet a, I did meet a fellow from out here who's trying to bring back pro kids. I think he bought. Oh, yeah. I think I think he pro bought wings. pro wings. That's what it was. Pro wings. Mm-hmm. They were the the other pro. Yeah, but anyway, he, they, there are those shoes being made. Uh, so I don't want to say nobody's making shoes, but at the end of the day, I'm old and washed. So it's camo shorts and Jordans for me, just about <laughs> everywhere I go. I am supporting the cookie colored uh, felines today. I got my cookie bag color felines on today. I'm trying to get some brand sponsorships from, from some of these washed up brands that need some help because I'm washed up too. I figured we could wash each other, you know, a hand wash a hand and all that. Oh, you know? no swerve. You know, yeah. last time I seen you in action was uh, in battle mode. Yeah. I mean, you ain't seen too washed up to me. Well, you, you're not, I'm glad you caught it because there's not going to be any of that scene for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, dude, what battle did you happen to watch? Me and Pac-Man, I was terrible. I didn't see that. I, I wasn't terrible. I just wasn't Marley. good. Me and my Marley, I was good that night. I was yeah. good that night. I was, you uh, and Marley. And speaking yeah. of, man, y'all tune in April 23rd, Marley vs. Filet. Marley yeah, vs. Filet. We still, we made it happen. Okay, Tap y'all, man, let, me. let's talk about that because that kind of... Um, it seemed like there was other people involved, and it kind of went left. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jalopy came in and fell out. I think Jalopy wanted to have total control of the whole situation, and people weren't willing to give that up, so he fell out. Uh, Fila became the the artist for Marley to battle. People mm-hmm. are thinking Fila may be the underdog, uh, and and uh, some people are thinking that. Uh, you know, Marley is the underdog. There's a lot of unknowns with this battle. There's always a lot of unknowns with Marley Park battling, but I think there's a lot of unknowns with Feli as well. What are your thoughts on the battle? Who do you have winning the battle? It's a toss-up to me. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it, Marley being in the battle rap scene, he has the whole, you know, he has the look, the he style, d- he, the, the in-your-face. Yes. He has the performance. Yes. He looks like a battle rapper yeah, when he, he has the whole raps. performance yes. antics. And then you have Feli, on the other hand, who I feel like is a lyrical assassin. Yes. So you never know how the crowd is going to react in that moment. Both of them the may be a ear. bit on the crazy side of the spectrum. And I say that affectionately in a good way. In a good like way, good yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, like I agree. Marley is obviously a monster. Marley <laughs> is obviously crazy with his is with fool. his pregame, with the way he attacks. I think some people don't want to battle Marley just because they don't want to be attacked by him in the three weeks leading up to the battle oh, because Marley. he is a he will attack you without question. Marley gonna pull out everything. 
Yeah. I, I don't even know what he's going to pull out in the battle. He keep telling me, watch it. Watch this. Watch right. what I'm going to do. Right. And I'm like, bro. It's going to be interesting. Come on, man. Don't do not do that well, too. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> who's, responsible for, who's responsible for putting this thing together? Me and Bank Mills. Okay. You and Bank Mills. Me and Bank Mills, indeed. And are you guys BBE? Yeah. Who is BBE? BBE is you and Bank Mills. BBE is Beyond Bad Entertainment. We have so many different artists, and we're not just based out of Phoenix. We have three artists in Seattle. Okay. Uh, we have artists in Chicago. Good to know. Um, I got an artist in Vegas, and okay. then we have multiple artists here. So okay, yeah, it's a lot of it's a whole. Gang I think that's where I became familiar with BBE through Banks. Okay, and his merch maybe or y'all's merch, but I saw Probably. him wearing it. Is what I'm saying. Uh, I thought it was his thing. I didn't know it was y'all's thing. Um, no, it was his thing, and okay. it still is his thing. Okay. So I don't want to take nothing Are away from Are you working in, in affiliation with them? Um, up until recently, yeah. You know, Bank, bank is, uh, you know, we finna sign on that dotted line, man, and it's official. Okay, good, so, good, good, know. good. I'm glad y'all are making moves. Everybody oh, yeah. needs a team. I'm glad y'all are teaming up, teaming up and getting it done. So let's talk about life for you. What, at what point did you move out of Chicago? Uh, I've been moving around my whole life. Okay. So, like... Different places. Different places. You know, for for a year, when I was, like, six, seven, we moved to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I, I lived um, in Seattle for, like, two years in high school. I lived in Louisiana for a year before I had to move away because of Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Um, then I moved back to Chicago. You know what I mean? So, i just kind of been moving, bouncing around my whole life, but predominantly grew up in Chicago. Okay. And I've still been going back and forth for, like, the last... Well, I would say the last four years, I've been kind of sitting still here in Arizona. But prior to that, I've been traveling back and forth to and from. I interviewed Smokey Dollar, who is also originated from Chicago. Um, how was how life for you growing up in Chicago? For a lot of people, it's intense. Was it intense for you? It is. I'm, I'm sure it's probably the same the same thing, man. Chicago's rough. It's a tough city. You got to have thick skin. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch going on. It's You know, it's survival of the fittest. I get the feeling y'all were doing of- things... As kids, younger than I was growing up in the suburbs of Richmond. When, when I talk to people from other places yeah. and I hear their stories, or I just see it, I don't even have to hear them. Right. I see stuff that's going on. I right. see that we are a fast-paced city, and a lot of people get on the things late. Like, a lot of the stuff that I was doing as a kid, as a shorty, it was like, yeah. I see people get out of high school and just start doing it. Right. You know, I, I'm a project baby. I jumped off the porch 10 years old, so Okay. Yeah. I don't know nobody else my age had a beeper okay. or a pager. You know what I mean? You put one in my face, I'll work it right now, no problem. So, <laughs> um, a lot of, you know, I got into a lot of the street stuff right. real early. Okay. Um, so it was, I got myself into a bunch of situations, you know, but, I, but it also shaped and molded me to be where I'm at now. Sure, like, sure. Well, moving around, moving around, mold, move, moving around to a lot of different locations molds you because you pick up flavor and the things from different Come areas. On. And oh yeah, and uh, and you know, some people have said that the, the world is a ghetto. It's pretty much the same everywhere if you tied into the same you know exactly. type of things. Um, when what brought you to Phoenix, and how long have you been here? Uh, my grandma moved out here. She okay. she bought a, a spot out in um, Scottsdale. Okay. And then it was like my mama moved here. So she slowly started bringing my auntie. So she started bringing people moved out Moved the here. family straight to Scottsdale. And it was huh? everywhere else that I was going to, I already had prior ties to. And okay. at that time, the mentality and mindset I was in, I was still running the streets. So when I decided to, to leave that shit alone, I'm like, let me go with OG at. Okay. You know I mean, moms is out here, so I came out here. Seemed like a lot of people moved, moved to Arizona to settle down a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I did found it, my did lane. it settle you right. down? 
Arizona didn't settle me down. Life okay. settled me down. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? As me it getting does. locked up, me sitting on the yard, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. That settled me as down. It does. You know? okay. <laughs> Sheriff Joe, as it were, yeah, right? Yeah. Settled you down. Not even Sheriff Joe. I got I got okay. locked up in Seattle, Washington. Oh, at okay. 17, at 17, I got charged <laughs> as an adult. That's tough. And so yeah. that after that experience, it, you know, I still didn't settle down all the way, just being young. But but that that was life changing for it me. Put something on your head to make oh, you yeah. think about things. When you're I'm 17 sure. years old. And in all these stories, and you see movies, and this, this, and that, and you hear about it. So that whole prison, I mean, ride on that bus, and I'm sitting here, and you know, I mean, shackled up. I can't imagine this. And I can't imagine that. I'm hopping. I'm finna hop off this bus on the yard with all these grown ass men. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was scared as hell. I'm I not bet. gonna sit here and act like you know tough guy. Nobody would believe you if you but, didn't say. But you my scared. own yeah. prep talk in my head is funny to me at the time. I remember, like my my thought process. I'm thinking like like off the movies. Hey, the biggest dude on the yard. You know what I mean? Go bust that nigga. I mean, bust that guy in his head. Right. You know what I mean? So, you can you can cuss. Okay, not, yeah. not that I you know. <laughs> I'm not pro the n word, but you can say what you want to say. That's all. You know, I'm like man, bust his head. And then it's funny when I get on the yard. When I first touched down, they you know, um, and I'm sure a lot of people who touch down they know. So I get there, all the all the brothers come, you know what I mean? They come meet up with you. They let me help you with your mat. Let me tie your sheet on. So ooh, they tie my sheet on. Then they're like, hey bro, let me see your paperwork. So you know they want to check yeah, your paperwork. Yeah, so I've heard that's a big deal. You, yeah. you know how that goes. See and how so, they gonna treat you going forward. Yeah. So yeah. so they see my charges and whatnot. You some real I, shit, I, right? Okay, youngster. Ooh, I, I see you. Ooh, where you from? So they give me the whole right now, trying to find out my background, what I'm in for. What you want. Then then after that whole little process, they like, hey bro, you got the package? I'm like package. I ain't got. I don't know what you talking about. Nah, bro. Let, well, let me see your paperwork again. So they looking at your name. So they like Cole. Yeah, Cole. You got the package, bro. Where's that? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. And so look. And so now I'm look. I'm scanning the room. All eyes on me. Yeah. And the room start closing in on me. So now I'm like, okay. They thinking you did some of the package. You don't know nothing about. Nothing about. So that whole prep talk about busting the biggest dude in this shit. Now, now I'm like, this is it. This is that moment. I get the, you know what I mean? The show improves. It's going to go down. All right. So I'm, I'm here with you. I'm terrified. Go ahead. Tell us. Go ahead. What happens so, next? Look, I back up. I put my back against the wall. So now I'm ready to square up. And they start, the whole unit start busting up laughing. Like, nah, we just fucking with you, y'all. So what we want to do it. That's a heart check right there. We, uh, we see you about it. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, man. So it was just funny as hell. Then you find out a bunch of people up there. So the thing to not do would be to sit down and cry. <laughs> no comment. So you, you by by looking no, but I have good instincts. I don't know that I'm a good fighter, but like one night I heard a bump in the room and I rolled out of bed like a ninja and ran into the living room while my wife tucked her head under the pillows. I said, "Well, if it's between the two of us, it's got to be me." So I hope I can make this shit happen. <laughs> the few times I've been in fights, a couple times I put up my shit because I know I know a couple moves. I put up my shit just long enough to confuse the man. He was like, damn, this motherfucker looks like he knows his shit. And then the bouncer came and got him before I had to call. You know what I mean? So, but I've done illegal activities. I came from Virginia where all this weed shit was a felony. It was all illegal. So I've always worried about going to jail. I've never been. I've always, like most white people that don't go to jail. And y'all strict I've always y'all been, laws, yeah, yeah, we're very strict. I've always been curious about jail. So these sto- stories are wonderful to me. I don't, the, the, the thing that confuses me is, because I respect the fact that when you came in, you were younger. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to ask. Are you, do people kind of look out for you? Or is it... Uh, do you, you get see, a little bit of both. It seemed like people looked out for you. 
to check you. Then once they checked you in a couple different ways, the paperwork and the, and the, are you willing to scrap? Yeah. Then you were good, right? You get a uh, for the most of, part, you get a little bit of both. So you you get some people that cling to you, you know, what I mean, based off where you're from. So, well, I have so to like hate all the if, Midwest people there. With, you know, what I mean, kind of cling to me and looked out for me, try to take me under. Their let money. me ask you a question. Okay. If I go to jail looking just like this t- today. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> if, if I go to jail looking just like this today, I ain't gonna have the cool glasses or the hat, nothing. I'll probably tuck my chain. Uh, <laughs> who is gonna claim me, and do I have to hate black people when I get there? Nah, I mean, it depends on where you at. Because, like, when I got locked up do out here. Do I have here, to join the white boys or it, the Aryan well, Nation? in Arizona, it's kind of like that. Like, when I came out here, it was I like. I in Florida, people mix and mingle more. I think in Richmond, you, people mix I mean, and mingle more. For, for me, it was, I got locked up in Chicago. It was like that. I got locked up in Seattle. It was like, everybody is just about, oh, we from the same neighborhood. This it did, Race didn't matter. Right. Oh, Until okay. I came here to Arizona, yeah, it was like, you got to be with the kinfolk. You got to be with the Chicano. You okay. got to be with the, you know what I mean, the woods. And whoops. So I'm like, damn, y'all politics is way different because we politic off games and sets. That's it. Right, okay. That's it. You know what I mean? So, You ever heard of Tater Crown? Yeah, yeah. He was in here and he happens to be mixed. Spanish and, and black. Mexican so he and black. felt like he had to choose? No, when he got when he got there, they had a hard time. Like There was, there was the Latinos on one side and there was the blacks on the other side. And they were confused, like they, because he's one of them guys that's right down the middle, yeah, depending yeah, on yeah. how he styles himself, or like me, who he's hanging out with, or what he's doing. Right. He may look this way, he may look that way. So they were actually confused when he went because they were looking mm-hmm. to that. They were looking to bring him one way or the other, and they 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 had to talk to him a minute before they could decide which way for him to go. You know, um, I've just always been really upset that I would have to go to jail and decide that choice. <laughs> Because I love black people, and uh, I, you know, oh, the I, woods definitely gonna try to claim. You. Yeah, and then I got it. Then, but see, I'm not gonna smell right with them either, because they gonna ask me funny questions about Hitler and shit. I don't know Look, none of that as shit. As soon as you go up in there and start, because swear you got a little swag, you got a little yeah. flavor to you. Yeah, you know I, mean, to yeah I got a little soon bit. Soon you go up in there, you know what I mean, start me talking. Out. I like this. They gonna they gonna sense it right there. Yeah, and then, I know. Then on top of that, the brothers gonna come over there and, and, and welcome you with open arms. Like, can I just go in rapping? Will that help? If I go in rapping. <laughs> or can I claim al- like Muslim albino status or something? I've heard in I've heard in rough situations people claim religion well, as well, their group. If if you are, and I, and I will say that, um, but you can't you are, really fake that either. But if you, you are, are Muslim, yeah. you got to be devoted to it. But but they yeah. will look out for you. Right? They don't give a fuck. What you can hang you with mean? them. You just got to leave the salami and shit and make it alone. Yeah. Okay. Well, all these are good stories. I just like to hear things straight out the person's mouth. Not that I'm. You know, I hope I never go. But if I go, I hate to get somewhere and be the dummy, the new, the, the, the you know, the dumb guy. I hope know? I never go back. My biggest fear about being in jail is that I would just be sitting beside like the crazy guy that just, or the guy that just needs to prove himself and he's decided to do it with me. You know, like. Hey, but you know what? A lot of those, some of those people might cling to you. That's what I'm worried about. Because in real life, crazy people cling to me. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about it. They go cling to me. And I got a bad habit of the crazy people. Can you make a crew out of them or something? Man, they, they, (laughs) birds of a feather flock together. (laughs) (laughs) Look, when I tell you so many. I'm picking up what you're putting down, dude. I'm picking up what you're putting down, dude. I can't escape the crazy because it's stuck to me like glue. I get it. All right. I get it. I get it. So what what in what in what what influenced you to stop rapping and what did you what are you putting your creative energies now that you've stopped rapping? Um 
Other than supporting merch, because everybody loves that. I, uh, I stopped rapping just around the street. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? And then uh, what, what got me back in the music scene was my sister Simone was dating Chief Keith. Okay. And it was like all the homies around me was rapping at that time. And it was like, yeah, so keeps I, coming back. I was around, you know what I mean, so celebrities all the time with my sister. So they used to be like, they used to be like, hey, bro. Um, so, like, we, we would have Chief Keith come to the club or Nelly or Paul Wall, Waka Flocka, Flavor Flav, YG, Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? And I would be chilling with them through my sister. You know I mean? Just through my sister. So, all the homies used to see me around chilling. They used to be like, bro, let me in over there. Throw my song on. Bro, let me perform one time in front of them. And then one day, the homie D Crash, who's also BBE, um, one of BBE's first artists, D Crash, was like, bro, just manage me. You can put me in a position, put me in front of people with, you know what I mean, with some pool, we'll do a lot. And that's when it clicked in my head. I was like, all right, I'll try it. And then after that, it was trial and error. Just yeah. doing your homework. Yeah. Um, you know I mean? Coaching my, I mean, getting myself together, making sure that I knew exactly what the fuck I was. I don't know shit about managing. Sure. You know what I mean? Just made sure I knew what I was doing and just soaking game. And then my dude, Philip Duncan, out of UREG, Def Jam Memphis, shout out to Phil D., um, he took me under his wing and kind of mentored me. So I was working with Def Jam. Okay. And that's what really opened my eyes to the game and, and how shit really works. And, yeah. and then that's when I was like, okay, I got the formula after being with Def Jam for a year, left them, started my own shit. And okay. so now how I move with BBE is exactly how a major would do, just on a smaller scale. Sure, sure. And so I be trying to enlighten people. I try to spread that knowledge that I that I took from there. It's just a matter of who cling to it, who, who take the knowledge and run with it, and who don't. But me and mine, we're going to work. We're going to run. Sure, sure. Do you, um, being a part of some of the foolishness, there's a big complaint lately that there's too much foolishness in the Phoenix, Arizona hip-hop scene, that people don't concentrate on the music enough. And I, I think it's a little unfair to judge Arizona that way because there's a lot of foolishness in all entertainment Thank and you. all music. Thank you. Look at Chicago, and, for example. Well, there's a, a, it's unfortunate foolishness Major what's city, happening in Chicago. All type of artists yeah. coming out of there, but niggas can't even do a show in the city. Right. They I, I would imagine. the city to do a show. You know what I, mean? I have heard that they shut schools down and consolidated neighborhoods and made different neighborhoods and gangs go to the same schools and that that's a big part of the problem with Chicago. Would you agree with that? Would you agree with that? Or enlighten me because I'm I, don't I would know. agree with it but at the same time I'm going to disagree only because well that's that's caused some friction with the younger crowd but sure. it's like it's always been like that like I went to school with plenty of my ops but from from a shorty though so sure. like we all been cool as kids but just because we live blocks away now you living on. Now you from a whole different game. Right. But we right. was always cool, so there's mutual respect. And then as as life goes on and you get older, it may be one incident where he didn't he didn't fucked off and and fucked the homie over or, or robbed him for this sack. And now he got to get back at him, and it escalated to the point where now somebody now it's a body did. Yeah. And so now it's really there. Yeah. So this dude who I know my whole life, I know his mama, his cousins, everybody. We played football together. We went yeah. to school together. Yeah. This this and that. Now we at each other's neck. I know everything about you, your kicking spots, your whereabouts, your family, your, yeah. you know what I mean? Everything, yeah. your baby mama, your baby, you know what I mean? So it's, that's, tough. that's a part of it. So it's like, we, we have a sense of community in Chicago. You know all your neighbors for blocks. And, and unfortunately, some of your neighbors is ops. And so that's where you get a big problem at. And then you got the projects, you know what I mean? The development programs coming in, tearing down projects. Now you got thousands of people that was claiming whatever they was claiming in these projects and you're spreading them through other hoods. 
that's where the issue is. And like, I was just I was just telling everybody yeah. to fuck off a week ago. Now I live yeah. now I live down the street or in the same building. A lot same. of them a lot of them people didn't roam nowhere outside of their projects. Or you didn't sell dope in your projects your whole life and now you force that was your your source of income. Right. Now you force to sell you dope over here. Find a block and, and, where everybody's already got all the blocks. It's so only one way to make yeah. a new block. And you yeah. don't yeah. eat, ain't nobody gonna stop your grind. Yeah. So it's okay. like fuck it. Yeah, I mean it's it's war. It's war. A lot of times, um, you know, people say it's it's the old guys, it's the OGs fault. The OGs didn't do this, the OGs didn't do that. Do you agree with that? Um slightly, but no. For the most part, I'm like, man, every man gotta stand on his own. And whatever decisions you make, you gotta stand on that. And you made a conscious decision. I know I did. And what what without, I would say is OGs being around. With I, in a situation of survival, um, if the OGs are still trying to survive, one, I don't think they have time to teach youth. You know, I oh, think yeah. if, I think if everybody's in a situation of survival, that you know, there's no time to reflect. There's no time to teach. There's no time for the for the younger children to pause for a minute just to listen to what somebody's saying anyway. Because right. everybody is is about survival, and survival is what I'm gonna eat today. What I'm gonna go, go get so my children can eat today. Right, right. And so there's you know philosophy flies out the window when you gotta yeah. find something to eat. So. Yeah, and a lot of our OGs was missing from my generation. So yeah. so that's yeah. another reason I disagree with that. They were well, either dead or in jail. We can certainly blame the white man for the OGs being missing. I'm I'm fully aware of that. Yeah, the guy, I, if you don't I like the white say, man, say the government. Say the White man, you say, it's the system. Right, right. It's the system right, that was right, set in place. We right. have a we live in a faulty system, so I can't even necessarily blame the, the powers that be, maybe. You know I mean, because right. whoever's in the government position now, they only took over from a system that was set in place hundreds of years ago. Hold, hold on one second. We got a call coming in. We got to put them on speaker and see what's going on. Yeah, let's see what's happening. Uh, you want to be on the air or no? Okay, it's cool. We're here finishing up. Thank you. All right, that's just a friendly call. No problems at all. Good to hear from uh, upper management, CEO checking in. Just let him know he's uh, out there listening on the way. Indeed, here at the, at the mighty uh, Respect Underground Worldwide Radio, Icon Radio, home of quality, independent music. Now, I appreciate someone who's willing to walk into the role of manager because I almost became a couple of artists manager. I worked with them heavily, and I found the manager lifestyle frustrating. Uh, I think to be a good manager, you have to take on a whole artist's life and be there for them a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, also a lot of times when it works and you become successful, uh, people dump the manager as soon as they start making a little money or yeah. or, or don't want to pay his fee once the money starts getting real, you know. Yeah. Um, so. What inspired you? I guess we know what inspired you. You worked with other people, but what mm -hmm. what is your connection to artists? Uh, what is your connection to music that makes you really want to be a manager? From what I was exposed to when I was with Def Jam, I just want to I, I want to help people. I want to see people prepare. Okay. I love to see people win, and I love to help other people. Okay. I, I, I thrive off that. I, that keeps me motivated. That keeps me going. I mean, if I can put you in a position to win, I will. If I can put you in a position to win, I will. Okay. And and I'll never fall out with my artists if they go on beyond where we're at. Sure. If you want to leave and go to a major, cool. Now, I'm going to just use that as a... It, it ain't no love lost. Right. Now, I'm going to use that to brand and market. Sell yourself and propel myself. the next one. Sure. Hey, I got classic to Def Jam. I got classic to Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? That's what BBE can do for you now. Sure. So, I'm not going to hate on it. You know what I mean? I'm going to... Look, go try. Go bubble, dude. Well, let's highlight that. All artists out there listening, BBE has connections with major labels. They're working in several cities, which is a big look for any organization just to be well, active in that many cities. 
cities. Got more cities on the way. Beyond better entertainment. Uh, I know Bank Mills carries a lot of respect. And I'm sure your other artists do as well. What is the next uh, of, of your artists? What's the next release, the next singles, or the next EP or, L, or project we can talk about? What's oh, next? Okay, before I go into the future, look, y'all check this out. Y'all check out my artist T. Coop. His album Backstab is out on all platforms right okay. now. So y'all go check it out. That. That's T space Coop, C-O-O-P. T. Right. Coop. T. Oh, Coop, yeah, indeed. All right. All good. That's Wilson calling right there. Hold That's on. all right. Then we got Young Wilson just dropped his four-way album, and he just dropped his video to Gavinci yesterday. It just hit over 4,000 views in one day. All so right. So let's keep running them numbers up, Yeah, man. Gavinci. Gavinci. By Young Wilson on YouTube now. Why Check U-N-G. that video. Y-U-N-G. Y-U-N-G Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Gavinci. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Y-U-N-G. It's important. Yeah. Yes, I've done a show with Young Wilson before. We can talk about him until he gets here. But uh, a yeah. very energetic artist. I appreciate it. What conv- did, did you uh, make a point to work with him? Did he come to you? How did that come about? Me and Wilson, man. Wilson been with BBE since the beginning. Okay, since the very right. beginning. One Him, of the founders. He's one of the co uh, like core group of artists. So it's like Wilson, Miles, D Crash, um, and and that was it. That was like the core group and, and Cloud Nine. Okay, so that was like the core group of people at least here for Arizona. Um, in Seattle, you know, I work with the likes of E Hood, Chevy Shan, Rocky. Shout out to the whole YTS team up there. Okay. Um, and so we've been rocking out there. Um, we got Shinobi L, Lyrical. Um, now, currently on the roster, like I said, T Coop. We got Kyrie the Guru, Bank Mills. Um, so we working, man. Yeah. We working. Y'all look working, out for the releases. Kyrie the Guru is finna get ready to drop. Okay. So y'all tap into that too. Okay. Is managing a lot of, uh, managing a lot of emails and phone calls? Oh, it's so much. It's it's emails, phone calls, just networking. So many. It's it's a lot. It's a yeah, lot on my plate. Lot. Even it's when I'm lot. not working, I'm working. It's definitely a skill in itself. Yeah. Uh, a good a good manager. So I appreciate that if you're out here doing it right by these artists, and you seem like you are. You seem like you got a good heart. Your heart is pure. Oh yeah, indeed. Uh, you know. Um, nah, shout out, shout out my dude Bam man over there at the lounge with BMW. Oh, okay. Shout out him. Shout out him. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you have such a dedication to support merch. That's a big deal, you know. Because oh, yeah. that I tell people all the time: if you really want to show an artist you appreciate them, you got to buy some. It's it's cool to come to the show. It's cool to like and thumbs up and share and all that. But you need to buy something. And when you buy oh, yeah. something, that lets the artist know with your heart, your dollars, you really mean it. It's not just mouth play. You know oh, I mean? yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. No and doubt. I'm going to no sport doubt. it. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to take pictures in it the whole yeah, night. There you go. Look, I'm, a, I'm a walking brand ambassador. So, yeah. Look, anybody else with some merch, holla at me, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout to everybody that's got it going on with the merch. That's a big deal, especially in the days when the music is so easily streamed and copied and whatever else. People don't even steal music anymore. They made streaming so easy that people don't even steal it anymore. But, you know, for $10 a month or whatever, it's not even worth It's more trouble to steal it than it is just to buy it. So I guess the people above us know what they're doing. What do you, uh, as a manager, What is how do you break a record these days? I've heard it's TikTok, YouTube, Man, it's with, everything but radio. My but, thing uh, is, what, every, what, every artist has a different formula. Okay, like I, I, okay, I, I like that. Approach their marketing campaign different, tailored strictly to them. Okay, because certain artists has more pull on Instagram or or here, there. Some certain artists like uh, Bank Mills, being from the area, he has more pull with with radio outlets and whatnot. Sure. And shit out here that I don't. Yeah. Um, so everybody has a different campaign. I approach it all differently. Was it weird for you when you moved to Phoenix? 
Yeah, it was first weird couple couple weeks, weird couple months. How long? It. How long did it take you for the, to get into the the mood of Phoenix, as it were? Because it had to be different coming was, from. Well, I know you moved it around and you started out in Chicago, but Phoenix is pretty different from a lot of places. But especially if you've been in the hood the rest of your life, Phoenix can be very different. Phoenix was way different. So when I first moved here, I hated it. You went and straight to Scottsdale? Took, I moved straight to Scottsdale I mean, you could have stayed in, You could have started in Mesa or Levine or somewhere. Right, right. You could have started on Glendale Ave or Anywhere. Glendale would have been but, better than Scottsdale. But you I landed in Scottsdale. Straight to Scottsdale. Not, not knowing nothing about Arizona. I didn't know where the hood was. And, you know, I the Fresh Prince of Scottsdale. So I'm, I was judging it based off of Scottsdale at first. Yeah. Until I got the instantly I moved around. I'm like, nah, I gotta find the hood. I gotta, yeah. I gotta mingle with money. Believe it or not, I had that feeling too when I moved yeah. here. But anyway, and so ahead. when I did, it was like, I don't know. If, it took me years to put my finger on it. And Arizona seems to lack a sense of community. Hmm. So, like I said, back home in Chicago, I know all my neighbors for blocks. Everybody moves here. Yeah. Which I grew up in Virginia, which had a, a, a huge sense of community, especially, mm-hmm. you know, people knew my father. And, and so, you know, not that he was famous or rich or popular. He was just a, a builder and he was a loud, funny guy. So, you know, he made a lot of friends. People knew him. And um, it is very different here in that everybody's not from here. Like where I come from yeah. in Virginia, the county was 400 years old. So there's literally people still have money that have had money since 1700 or something, right. you know. And the buildings drip with what happened all through American history, which if as maybe you could understand that. But, yeah. we, you know, a city as old as Richmond, that's that's where the boats pulled up to. Those yep. warehouses that are still there are the warehouses where people were held. You know, those, yeah. everything is the, the statues, the everything is still so heavily the past and 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 i feel like for richmond it's hard for them to move forward because of that now in arizona you have the exact opposite thing you have you have everybody moved here this the whole state's only a hundred years old Mm -hmm. so there's no there's not a lot of roots other than i guess cowboys or frontiersmen or whatever you understand right right, right. there's not there's not a lot of and, and people a guy told me you know i wish arizona had more culture and coming from Richmond, Virginia, with the problems they've had lately, especially with, I say, yeah, culture's overrated. Maybe you don't want so much, so much culture, right. you right. know, because when 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 the culture is a history of oppression, when the culture is a history of, you know. Right. Now, I will say in Virginia, black and white people get along a little better, a little differently than they do in Arizona. Um, just because we're around each other more. Yeah. We were raised with each other. I, yeah. I had black people on my street my whole life, you know, so I, I didn't have that, like, turn 18 go to college and see black right. people for the first time ever. Right, right. <laughs> some people uh, you know god bless them some people have that experience and, and you can't really you know you can't fight uphill against all somebody knows you know you know right. all i ask is that people have an open mind and an open heart and are willing to learn what they don't know indeed i don't think you can argue with that you know indeed. um what's your whole take on as a manager the city's take uh city is is now uh, wrapped up in vo- uh, main vocals versus no main vocals vocals how do you advise your artist one way or the other do you have different rules for different artists different rules for different artists so some, you, some you, artists have voices that project some artists some are artists don't it's very tough savvy. for live performance people that don't have a project a loud projecting voice well, and then i have trouble. some artists who have auto tune on some of their shit so what i'll do is we'll just lower the main vocals while they mm-hmm. sing with it okay you know what i mean so it's different different ways to i don't think that's so artists. wrong i don't think i could i don't think there's anything wrong with yeah. that so basically depending on the artist you have different rules yeah, everything's situation everything's situation everything. right okay 
So, so it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray area. Oh, no. There's, okay. there's, there's always gray Emerge area. McVeigh and Mr. Network uh, want to have a versus battle with artists that use main vocals and artists that, that don't. don't. And they've been going head to head. Network has been clear that uh, none of Emerge McVeigh's songs could be played in a strip club. And what? And uh, Emerge Ooh. McVeigh happens to be a strip club DJ. So I think when he saw that, he put one of his songs on just to prove <laughs> him wrong. I don't know. But the point is, uh, Mr. Network's point is that the younger, more energetic artists uh, making hit records are not using their main vocals. And old dudes should shut the fuck up. Uh, wow. So that's where it's come down to. It's pretty much Ooh. a heated battle between those two old gentlemen about <laughs> I'm, uh, vocals and is, no main is, vocals. Is there a date set for this? Uh, I don't know. Network, could you comment? We're asking for a date. My phone died. I don't know. I would uh, love to see that. It is coming. They are doing a five-song versus battle. It will be different artists that Emerge will pick, and 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 then they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have it out and let the crowd, let the internets decide. You know, uh, I'm like you. I believe it depends on the artist. I think people are blessed with different voices, as me and Jay Class were talking about. Everybody mm-hmm. can't sing, right. uh, but. Some people that can't necessarily sing or rap live extremely well can are still can be thoughtful, thought provoking, yeah. energetic artists. You can still have a. To be honest, it, the only key word I've ever seen is hit song. hit song. If you have a hit song, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, and that's proven by everybody who's ever had a hit song. If you think you can't have a white rapper. Get a hit song, you can be a white rapper. If you can't be a gay R&B guy or gay this or that, have a hit song. You can be a gay guy. You can be whatever if you have a hit song. Um, You know, so that's what I like to focus on above all else. So get out there and write those hit songs. Is there anything you would like to mention or talk about that we haven't talked about, dude? Upcoming shows. Check it out. Look, 420. I'm holding a puffing brush at SDR. Y'all check it out. Nothing but vibes. Jake Classic performing. Puffin, puffin. Puffin brush. Like puffin a sipping, brush. Sipping paint, but it's a puffin Okay, brush. we smoke and we paint. I oh, like yeah. that. Okay, oh, yeah. I like so, to paint. I like to smoke. Good. So 420, 420. Where is it at? At SDR. Okay, support this Creative radio. Space at SDR. At the Creative Indeed. Space. Shout Indeed. out to Penny Lane and everybody Shout over there. Shout out to Penny Lane over there. Yeah. Um, April 23rd, Marley Park versus Philae. Private location. Hit me up. Can I get a media badge for that one? Yes, you can. Thank you. I, was I appreciate just, it. I was going to leave that with you. I want to come. Thank you. Leave you that me with too. me. Too. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you so much. I love, I love, shout out to, shout out to Val. Shout out to everybody doing their thing. I love that, you know, and hey, I don't expect you to invite me. I will ask for the badge and just bless <laughs> yeah. me with the badge. And we'll, you'll see a news report. You'll see Swerve on the scene doing interviews. You'll see something to promote your event that will be worth the badge. I promise. And look, I was going to open the doors for anybody in media to come on. But I'm going to leave that strictly uh, exclusive for Swerve. Man. I got oh. You. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm going to leave that strictly exclusive All to Swerve. Right. You can give me a couple extra badges and we'll see who's nice to Swerve that week to see who wants to go. I got you. I got you. You might have indeed. Sativa and I and them talking sweet to Ooh, me for Fille a week. Fila just Ta- said that's Marley's nice. funeral, April 23rd. Oh, yeah. Fila says it's Marley's funeral. Well, you know, I have I, only on videotape have I seen Fila battle. I've battled Marley twice, and Marley uh, can show up one way or he can show up the other way. He showed up very officially versus Buford and handled business. So to me, it's all about how Marley shows up. And uh, I think it's going to be a great battle. 
Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna try to help shine a little light and put a little put a little push on it because I think whatever happened, I don't know behind the scenes, it, it kind of got it kind of uh, it kind of uh, died down a little bit with oh, yeah. all the confusion. But now we want everybody to know it's Fila Ainkyo uh, versus Marley Fila. Park. Fila, Fila. I always say it wrong. I'm sorry, Fila. <laughs> April 23rd, uh, and this is at a private location, invitation only. Nah, man, we gonna open the doors, man. You go open we, the we doors. Gonna, we gonna kick open. You got to reach out to somebody to ask where it's gonna be. Yeah, reach out, yeah. find the info. Know somebody, yeah. know somebody. Yeah. Know somebody, know somebody. Tell a friend, tell it's a friend. Down. April twenty third, Molly Parks versus Fila. All right, what else you got, Fila? Oh man, uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. I don't want to say too much. Okay, well, about, let's, we'll focus about, on them. What was the date? What was the date on the on the first one? What was the date? April twentieth, April twentieth is the uh, the puffing brush. Puffing brush. April twenty third, Friday is the battle. Marley Park versus right. Fila. Y'all All stay right. tuned. We coming out with a Young Wilson's OnlyFans night. The first one to do an OnlyFans event. Y'all check that shit out. BB. Word. So we um, rapping on OnlyFans now? I'm just trying oh, to catch up. Oh, nah. I'm an old man. Uh, Is that a management move? Did the artist <laughs> present that? That sounds like a new plan. That sounds like a rollout. Nah, it's it's, it's a promotional thing. Is you he performing think, with when, his when, dick out on OnlyFans? When you get some of these I mean, females no that's, that's, yeah. that's, that draws all this attention from, from their body, yeah, and they can sit there and promote your event, promote your music. That's that's so many uh, oh, ears that we're reaching out to I that we see. wasn't able to reach before. See, see that's why you're a good manager, man. You're thinking on levels and, and planes I'm not even really aware of. I'm not even thinking of. So I appreciate that. Yeah, indeed. His OnlyFans drops tonight. No, not his OnlyFans. <laughs> the the <laughs> theme night, the theme of the night is called OnlyFans. Okay. Oh, but the theme of the night the is called, the night is called one, But it's Young Wilson's party, man. You know, well, young people think so much clearer. I get confused. You got to yeah, pardon yeah. me. I'm on that good shit. You got to pardon me. So he doesn't have an OnlyFans. I just want to make that clear. I don't know. His freaky ass might have an OnlyFans. Hey, I'm waiting for all. I, these, these days, why, why don't rappers have OnlyFans? I think Safari has an OnlyFans. Why not all rappers get an OnlyFans? Know. You know? I don't know. You I'm not going to. I don't. I don't uh, I'll tell my wife very clearly right here on film. I barely know how it works. I don't. I don't pay anybody to be on their OnlyFans, and I certainly don't have anybody paying me to see me on OnlyFans. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could have OnlyFans. If I could shake my nipple or a dick at somebody and get paid twelve dollars a month and have a thousand uh, people doing it, I'd do it in a minute. So I, I feel bad for these women because they get judged, but the men are just jealous. If we could make money that easy, we would do it too. We would do it too. We would Hell do it too. yeah. Some of these chicks just post pictures. I hear it's not even like some uh, of them porn. Don't. Yeah, yeah it's some just, of them just post pictures. Just pictures, that, you know, like just maybe a little kinky or something. I don't know. Oh, shout out Cali Boy. He said it's good. Know. He'll see you on the twenty third. Okay, okay. Uh, I know Parks is uh, uh, is has been hyping the battle in between uh, showing off cannabis on Instagram. So uh, I guess as it gets a little closer, maybe he'll start hyping some more. Yeah, I feel like he. I feel like Parks laid off the the pressure a little bit. He laid. He, Parks he is pulled back working. From what I hear, look, he over there cooking up. He trying to make sure his rounds is there. He beating it in his own. Head. You know, they almost had. And you know what messed him up is Rum Nitty's understudy backed out of their, bio, their Rum battle. Rum Runner or whatever. Yeah, Rum, 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 yeah I was Rum, there. Rum Raw. Rum Raw didn't show up, so Marley didn't battle him. And I feel like Marley is dancing on the edge of of real battle rap world. But like I said, his performances some have really helped him, some have hurt him. Right, right. I feel like you know they were almost up to offering or getting together money to offer him Rum Nitty. 
before this battle. So I feel like he should be working because if he comes official, he's going to get a big name after this battle. Yeah. Uh, as long as he wins, provided he wins. Uh, if he wins, we'll see. So we'll see. Fila, we'll see. Uh, filet, filet, fila, filet, filet, filet. Man, that's yeah. a hard. I ain't filet okay, and filet. Like the like a sandwich. I don't know why I have so much trouble with. It. <laughs> I'm wearing filets. That's part of the problem. Filet, <laughs> filet has uh, a lot to lose. Like anybody that battles Marley, Marley has a lot to lose because he's got so much momentum going right now. So this will be a big battle, April 23rd. Uh, know somebody, know somebody, get the location. I'm getting my media pass, so I will be in attendance. And the new news will definitely be reporting on this battle as it shakes up the city. Marley always shakes up the city. That's one thing about him. When he battles anybody, he knows how to get it uh, under people's skin. You know what I mean? I know Marley from whatever it is. He will not let me in on it, but dude been telling me about it. He look, Marley is ready to do something crazy. Well, hey, dude, I'm going to get you back in here. I'm going to reschedule you, and we'll get young Wilson, maybe Bank, to come in with you. We'll, we'll do, a, we'll do a, a bigger segment with a couple of artists. It didn't work out for young Wilson today, but enough respect. We'll get him back. Yes, thank sir. you for coming in. It's been a great talk. I could talk to you for a lot longer, and I look forward to it. Yes, sir. And thank you for that pass. Indeed. Do Grease him in studio today. Do Grease him. BBE, Beyond Better Entertainment. That's Jay Classic in the shot with him. Big out shot to Jay Classic. And big shout to Miss 360, Mr. Anonymous, and Stick Hyde, the whole Soundbox 360 in here this morning. This has been a big show, a great show. I can't say no more. Thank you, for everybody, for tuning in. We will catch you next week. And it might be problematic if I can't get this mouse to turn the show off. But anyway, we're going to cut the mics out. We'll see you all later. Peace. Old Granddad, Big Butch the Lesbian, Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smoke Weed, Dirty Harry, Lee X the Theater. That's me, you know. And every week, right here from the beautiful Icon Radio, Respect the Underground Worldwide Radio Studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists 
get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here. Every day.